Good morning and happy Friday, my friend. Today we are jumping into a conversation that is going to be polarizing. It shouldn't be, but every time I bring it up, I find that people have this carnal response to the conversation about what they put in their mouth. And I'm talking about food specifically. All right, today we're going to have a conversation about fasting, and I have a challenge for you to join me on come Monday. As an aside, whether you join me or not, whether you step up and try this or not, whether you do it or not, has no bearing on if I actually do it myself. I'm one of those individuals, as I would encourage you to consider becoming, that when I put my mind to something, it doesn't matter if I'm walking on the path solo, I'm going to do it. Period, point blank, end of story. But now I want to talk about fasting for a second. And I, I know that being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, being a salesperson, being a parent can be exhausting. We're busy. We're stressed. Right, think about yourself right now and all the different things that are racing through your head. What are you going to eat today? What are you going to feed the kids? Are you going to get the sales calls done? Are you going to get the marketing messages out? Going to have all the follow-up completed the right way? The list gets long, doesn't it? What happens if you took eating off the plate? Literally and figuratively. How much time do you consume worrying about what you're going to eat? How you're going to eat it? What time you're going to eat? All the things that go into those decisions. And what would change if you could eliminate those just for a small window of time? I can tell you from firsthand experience, a lot changes. But not only that, I have 10 specific things that fasting will help you achieve. And that list might even get into 11 or 12. And I'm going to run through them very, very quickly to not monopolize your time today. The first goal or benefit is obviously very transparent. Right? If you decide to fast for a period of time, you're going to lose weight. By the nature of you not putting something in your mouth, you not chewing something, your body is going to switch over and start to eat its glycogen storages, Right, the carbohydrates are stored deep inside your muscle bellies. And when those are gone, you will flip into this crazy thing called ketosis, which right, is now the new buzzword. Right, Everybody's got to be eating keto or doing a keto diet. I'm not advocating this. I'm talking about a 72-hour fast in which all we have is water. If you take vitamins and minerals, things like that, and your doctor requires you to take things, continue on that path. But I'm saying no food for 72 hours. Of course, you're going to lose some weight. What fasting also does, it starts to begin to promote longevity. There's been a lot of studies that say this is actually true. And there's a number of reasons why fasting can help you live longer. And the first most important is it has to do with your metabolism as a whole. See, whether you know it or not, as you grow older, your body's metabolism begins to slow down, which leads to a gradual loss of muscle tissue for all of us. Fortunately, when you and I fast, it speeds up our metabolism, preventing the degeneration and loss of muscle tissue. Secondarily, as you and I are growing older, our cells grow older and their performance decreases. There's actually an accumulation inside of each cell of old cellular matter that dies off when you fast. 
This helps slow down aging. In addition, when you fast, growth hormone becomes secreted. That leads to increased bone structure. It leads to better protein synthesis, increased muscle mass. All these effects slow down the process of aging, both internally and in your nice physical appearance. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can Google and research any of the numerous stated medically documented benefits of fasting. A third benefit, it promotes detoxification. Many of the processed foods that you and I eat today contain a lot of additives, some of which, of course, are going to be toxic. And even if you're someone that's eating very clean, right, grass-fed, organic, natural, homeopathic, holistic, only the best of the best, you're still consuming some toxins. During a fast, your and I's brain begins to treat the nutritional deprivation as a threat and reacts by activating adaptive stress responses to help us deal with a threat. Our brain begins to consider what it's going to do with a lack of food. To ensure our metabolism keeps running, the brain then triggers that conversion of glycogen, as I stated, stored within the liver for energy to start with. However, scientifically, glycogen is not the great source of energy, and after about 12 hours, the glycogen deposits get depleted. At this point, your nice body has to find new sources for energy, and it begins to turn to the fat that's stored inside of us. As the fat deposits are burned to provide energy, the toxins stored within the fat are released. It's not rocket science. I've already covered it speeds up metabolism. It's going to boost your brain function. It's going to improve your immune system. It's going to rejuvenate the skin and prevent acne. It improves insulin sensitivity. This is a huge one. So I've been monitoring and tracking a lot lately the hidden sugars that are in almost everything. And when I say hidden sugars, right? I'm sure everybody talks about keto or protein. I'm really concerned with sugar right now. And I'm concerned because sugar has an inflammatory response inside of my body specifically. I can't claim to know yours. It does inside of mine. And so when I grab the back of any package, I look to see how many grams of sugar are in the product that I'm about to consume. My goal on any given day is to consume less than 20 grams of sugar. You will be shocked at how difficult it is to do that. Now, I must put the asterisk in front of it. I don't count fruit as the same type of sugar. Right? When I have my shake and I put my cup of blueberries in in the morning and I put my banana in the morning, I know there's sugar there. I look at that as a different sugar source than the stuff that would be in right, a packaged protein bar or some sort of drink that I would consume. See, insulin sensitivity is a big thing because type 2 diabetes has become an increasingly common disease that's really plaguing our society. This condition, type 2 diabetes, is characterized by reduced insulin sensitivity, which leads to more sugar in your nice bloodstream. It's a fancy way of saying that when you eat sugar, our bodies don't metabolize it the same way because it's being stored. Eventually, then it becomes impossible for the body to produce enough insulin to maintain normal blood sugar levels, leading to increased blood sugar, and that release type 2 diabetes. 
But when you and I fast, the body uses up the glycogen and glucose in the blood and the liver since it has no other sources of energy. This helps lower your blood sugar levels. In addition, insulin becomes more effective at triggering absorption of glucose. Fasting can help reduce the risk of cancer. Fasting is good for your heart. Fasting does so many different things. For you and I, it's, it's really phenomenal. And those are all quick bullet points that I literally pulled off Google. Those aren't mine. Those aren't something that are proprietary knowledge inside of my head. Those are readily available. Some of the things that I think, though, are important for you to consider are digestive digestive track very rarely gets a break. And so we're always processing food. I mean, think if you went in the gym and you curled every day for 10 years straight. At some point, your arms aren't actually growing, they're degrading because there's no time for those muscles to recuperate and heal. And in addition to that, statement. There's the mental hold that food has on almost all of us. Because of our pattern-based nature, most people are used to eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe a few snacks throughout the day. And it becomes difficult. It becomes difficult to make a shift and do something different. And so what ends up happening is when you can have a 72-hour time period in which you don't eat food, things change. Your relationship with the food you put in your mouth changes. Now, I've done this a period of times. doesn't make it any easier, but it's certainly not nearly as hard. Let me explain what I mean by that. The challenge that I'm putting out is for you to join me and not have anything other than water for 72 hours starting on officially what I'll say Monday. The hack that I have found for this, I can't help but try to optimize everything in my life, is to have my last meal consumed by 6 p.m. on Sunday. All right, so I'm going to sleep, let's just say, until 6 a.m. Monday. So there's 12 hours that pass in which I'm not really eating anyways. It's not that I go right to bed. Right? But you probably don't eat too often after 6. You probably don't eat too often before 6. And so it's no big deal, right? You start right there. By the time you get to the 24-hour window... You don't even notice it anymore. Where it gets difficult is lunch. Noon on Monday is difficult. 6 p.m. on Monday is difficult. You go to bed, you wake up, your body has shifted. It is now burning glycogen and glucose, and it's not requiring external food source anymore. And before we jump into the questions that you could have, I will answer some that have popped up for me before. Does coffee count? Can I still have coffee? No, you can't. What if it's bulletproof? Nope, you can't. What about a glass of wine? I heard that red wine is good for me at night. Nope, you can't. Well, what about if I'm just a handful of almonds because I'm really hungry in the middle of the day and almonds don't really count? Nope, can't have those either. Those do count. From 6 p.m. Sunday night until... 6 p.m. Wednesday night, we are only going to have water and whatever vitamins and minerals you would naturally have in your life. I'm going to encourage you to drink more water than you typically would. 
For me, my average day is a gallon of water. I increase my water intake to two gallons. I want to flush out just about everything. Now there's a chance that could cause some cramping for you. If you feel that, it is okay to add a few pinches of pink Himalayan sea salt to your water. I don't count that as calories. I look at that as a mineral deficiency that you're creating by flushing your body of toxins. If you would like to join this journey with me, I'd gladly start a Facebook group, gladly answer some questions. We don't have a lot of time to do it. First step is going to be to send me an email. Make it super easy. It's just ryan at ryanniddel.com and say I'm in. It doesn't cost you anything, obviously. You're actually going to save money over a three-day time period. You're going to feel better at the backside. You're going to learn some stuff about yourself and your mental capacity. But there's going to come a point in which you're struggling, and it's nice to have a tribe and community to lean on. So if you send me an email and say I'm in, just in the subject line, I would gladly invite you to a Facebook group that I can create, and we can do this consistently. I like to do at least a 48-hour fast every month. 72 hours becomes a little more extreme. I do that every other month, and now it's the time. I know how good I feel. I know how much the inflammation in my body decreases. I know how much healthier I feel, how much brighter my skin looks, how much quicker my hair grows, how much sharper I am mentally. And so the challenge for you is to join me on this. And whether you join the group or you do it solo, you'd be shocked at what it feels like to take ownership over your relationship with food and then to recalibrate your body's gut microbiomes, blood sugar levels, glycogen and glucose storages. And all the ancillary benefits that come from not eating. You see, if you look at our history, go way back into early caveman times. Think about it logically. There were periods of time where you and I were not able to find food, my friend. There just wasn't anything around. We'd pillage all there was. And so we would spend a few days without food until we could find the next source. And over time, we've told ourselves, no, no, you gotta gotta eat every... You know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the bare minimum. I just don't believe that to be true. So, if you want to recalibrate your relationship with food, lose a couple of pounds, decrease some inflammation, give your digestive tract a rest, clean out your bowels, and a whole bunch of other things that come from this, do me a favor and join me starting this upcoming Monday. You're listening to this on Friday morning. Saturday, Sunday, And then we begin Sunday night. If you want to be a part of a tribe and a community, email ryan at ryanidell.com and I would love to have you be a part of it. I'm Ryan Idell, wishing you truly unlimited success.